So Chad, I'm curious to know, like, what was your personal change or encouragement or challenge as you just got done preaching through the letter of revelation to your church? Like, yeah. what was it about having an eternal life and new creation and all that stuff that kind of to stir things up inside of you? It reinforced the fact that it definitely speaks to a glorious future. Um, but I think I heard the spirit as as we can and however some would describe that not necessarily audibly but i heard the spirit of god kind of tell me to relax a little bit um not to be so uh, just it has to be these dates and this is you know because this a lot of anxiety at first even approaching it just starting to read it but i think i just i kind of started to get a little excited as i backed off of the need to have the certainty of knowing every in and out of hmm. what the beast was and what about the city and what about the living stones and what do you mean there's no more sea and what do you mean that you know god will be the light are we going to be blinded by him then because we won't need light because god yeah. will be so bright like all this stuff the river how can a tree go on both sides of the river like all of those things i just felt god go just chill out, <laughs> relax, um, and probably go to this. I heard a pastor say years ago, you're going to have a home. You're going to have a home in Jesus mm. and it's going to be killer. And the other bigger picture of revelation is God wins, <clears throat> God wins. Um, and, and we're going to have a home in him. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so I would say that's my first kind of yeah. take and I, I know you started it actually though because you you started to do some stuff in revelation before us did that change for you as well uh yes um oh man i i just think it, it just the the biggest thing i would say now it, it was like the paradigm or at least the image i had in my mind mm -hmm. of heaven w wasn't what it was like it's like kind of seeing the glimpse behind the curtain as it were yeah, you know, like it, it's we just got to get Hallmark. <laughs> like that's <laughs> like my default is Hallmark. That's when I think of heaven for some stinking reason. You know, chubby yeah. babies, um, Cupid arrows, the clouds, ring, the yeah, heart. clouds yeah. and and floating. Then I think then what's weird is then my brain goes to Care Bears. I don't know why. I think it's because I have a memory of them on clouds. I think that, well, I think the commercials did have them on clouds. I think you're so, right. There you go. So Care Bears aren't in heaven. So that's it's, one of them. I'm just kidding. But a literal interpretation of Revelation, in fact, I think it's four, um, the part where they say the living creatures, each of them with six wings, full of eyes, already weird, but day and night, they never cease to say, and this reminds me because I went to a retreat and we had a, a guy that came, our worship pastor came and he's like old school choir, mm. like, but he was super fun, but he had us practice this and, and we had to go out and split out by ourselves and spend 15 minutes saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty mm. who was and is and is to come. And I, for a brief moment thought, I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be, if this is going to be heaven, I don't want to do this. This is right. And we talked about the fact that it was like, there's gotta be something off in how we're yeah. describing. Now there's a more charismatic interpretation of that, that I think is a helpful one 
where, and, and this one helped me one, just saying that you're going to be so blown away at what you're seeing in Jesus and in God that you won't be able to keep up. Your yep. emotions won't be able to keep up. Your words won't be able to keep up. And so it'll kind of be the way we're like, dude, <laughs> that is yeah. sick. Oh my goodness. Like you know, we exclaim. And so to me, like this is the angels just going, like they can't help it. Every right. moment is a new expression. At the same time though, I do believe that it's it's accurate to challenge that it's going to be an unending worship service. Um, and you and I right. discussed that last, maybe the first episode, but we were like, oh no, um, I don't think that's right. correct. No, I, I, I don't. Like there, there's part of it too, where, um, and, and you guys were more nuanced in the thick of it um, in terms of like preaching through Revelation, like for instance, chapter four, like the context was God gave John this vision to encourage the church in that context because of the persecution in order yeah. to go, hey, be at peace. You're suffering, but I this is what what is real, you know. So, yeah, like the image in Revelation four of like this, the, it's like the sea is like glass before him, and it, like to me, I'm like all like the turmoil and chaos and evil has to be calm before yeah. him because he's on the throne, and so it's like some of this is metaphoric and yet beautiful. It's like it, it's showing us a deeper picture. So. When they're singing, they never cease to sing. You know, I think part of it is, could it be that it's also just a knowing of his infinite attribute of holiness? Mm-hmm. Like, like you're saying, it's like this, like, oh my goodness, this peace. Because um, one of the questions my wife and I talk about ad nauseum when it comes to heaven is what are human relationships like? Like, will we be yeah. married in heaven and things like that? But it made me go to, um, this is why I go, this is, it's not a continuous worship service because Jesus in Luke 22 or in Matthew, he said to them, like, I can't wait to have mm-hmm. this meal with you yeah. later. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? I won't like, do this again until we share it in the kingdom. Yeah. So I'm like the feast. Well, you can't eat and sing simultaneously, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's not that there's so much more that's yeah. there, which is like what's intriguing because I mean, even if it is just continuous singing, we don't know. It's got to be amazing, even yeah. if it was, but I don't think it is. Well, and looking at that verse, because Lisa and I've discussed that verse too, the one where Jesus is like, they are neither married, blah, 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 in heaven. And so everybody's like, what? Like, <laughs> right. What's the but point? It, yeah. <laughs> I did hear uh, the most recent sermon I heard on that was Tim Mackey. Uh, it was really good, like challenging, because he said the ins- it seems like the institution of marriage will not be a thing in heaven, but he doesn't say that marital love is gone. Right. I was like, huh. Now that's encouraging because, you know, like the, we, the thought of the, the best things that God has given us on earth is God just going to be like, nope, don't need those anymore. Don't need to know her. Don't need to know him. Like it, that seems that also like would speak to the fact where people go, I don't know if I want to go there. <laughs> if, if this is going to be an unending worship service and if I'm not going to know anybody and if there aren't going to be pets in heaven, then forget all of this. <laughs> like I would rather, right. um, it, it makes me think of, uh, just C.S. Lewis talking in the last battle, uh, Chronicles of Narnia that, 
they realized that everything that they had done up until that point was just the cover of the book and the intro. And now the first chapter was about to begin. Talk about that. What what do you think that means? What do you think he was trying to refer to there or infer? I mean, if that's, I mean, it's like you just immediately think of a, a timeline that has no end, right? And he, it's kind of like what he would also say about like God being outside of time, C.S. Lewis. And if it's just this white sheet and you just do a little dash, like that's mm-hmm. us here on earth. Yeah. I mean, we just can't grasp eternity. And so everything we have here because of the brokenness is a shadow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's an echo or rumors. I think it's C.S. Lewis says that too, like rumors of another world. You know, it's like we were, yeah. we know we were created for something more. And, yeah. The and desires we have yeah, that so can't be fulfilled th- here. Yeah. So like part of me goes, instead of thinking of it like as, as a book, I'm going, man, maybe our life is almost more, a little bit more like a trailer, a movie trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like where you're going to see both sides of the plot and yet it's not defined, you know, and you're kind of intrigued or at least going, ah, and I think yeah. that's it. It's like, there's, there's beauty and good and desire that we long for now like mm-hmm. imagine that in in its purest and most glorious form yeah you know like oh my goodness that'd be absolutely remarkable i do mention lewis and his quote about the those desires um that he talked about that basically like the he, this quote the sweetest thing in all my life has been the longing to reach the mountain to find the place where all the beauty came from, my country, the place where I ought to have been born. And it, this place that basically says, if if you have desires here that cannot be met, mm-hmm. it means you were born for somewhere else. It means that you yeah. were made for something else. And I, I love that thought. Have you, ever, have you ever looked through or read? I've read some, but this is me. You know, I've already said this. Uh, yeah. I, I read some of every book. Um, hand... Uh, <laughs> handy. Randy when I Alcorn. write a book, you're going to read the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Randy Alcorn, his book on heaven. Um, yeah, he I kind of went the same thing there on his yeah, book too. <laughs> yeah. So there's like, there's, but he challenges this whole misconception about it being an unended, unending worship service. And he actually says that that comes from some Greek philosophy that we've kind of imported in to our thinking about heaven. Um, but one of the things I loved, he said, the best of life on earth. So, man, I love, I mean, you and I, we hang out together. We, we, (laughs) we get good food. We watch sports. We talk, you know, like it's, it's just, there's fun. There's fun with your family. They're the things we love to do, go on adventures. But he just said the best of life on earth is a glimpse of heaven. And as we've discussed, the worst of life is a glimpse of hell for Christians. This present life is the closest they will come to hell. Yep. For unbelievers, it's the closest they will come to heaven. That's a yep. really great distinction there that it's yeah. it's a glimpse. It's a glimpse yep. of what is to come. Well, it's it's in the same vein as kind of like what we were processing with hell of just going mm-hmm. like, like um, apart from Jesus, like we are in a living hell. Like this, this is what it is. And so it's like when I think about eternity – I go back to Genesis three as like I used, I was thinking through that lens to help us understand mm-hmm. like the, what hell would be like, you yeah. know, in terms of like the complete, um, 
lack of relationship and vulnerability. Same thing with God and like even like purpose. I think there's a sense of brokenness and purpose where we were supposed to work the land and et cetera. We can go that far, but it's the same thing. I think like heaven is, is, is this full, vulnerable, not ashamed, naked mm. human relationship with each other, which is truly at the deepest core of us. Like yeah. we, we want to be known in sin has fractured that like wanting to be known now is layered and complicated and, you know, half truths and lies and manipulation. And it's the same with God. Like we hide from God. Now it's like, I'm going to be fully exposed before God and it's going to be great. You know? So it's like, I, mm -hmm. so that's where I'm like, it's not just that there's, there's human connection. I think there's obviously like, we'll come to this at some point, like there's a sense of purpose too. Yeah. Like there's, there's not just like, we're going to be lazy. Like, so what are we going to do? What would you say? What are we going to do? What, what, what is the act? If it's not going to be an unending worship service, I'm sure we'll have some. Uh, we know we're going to have at least one meal. Yeah. <laughs> the marriage supper of the lamb. Um, but what, what, what are we going to do? Man, I, I don't and know. And where are we going to do that? Those things, I think, was is probably a better, I, another add-on. So I have a conjecture. Okay. <laughs> uh, but so goes all the way back into like the creation account too, when they mm -hmm. were to Adam and Eve were to basically, you know, work the land, go multiply, be fruitful. And they were, and I agree with some of the theologians that say it's like they were to take the garden model and to expand that into the earth. So it wasn't like the whole right. earth is the garden of Eve. It was like, or the garden of Eden, the garden of Eden was there and they were to kind of multiply that and expand yeah. that out. And so I'm going I wonder if there's some like renewed aspect of that, mm -hmm. like where, where we get to do that. But then my, my, my silly brain goes, I think we all get our own little version of Minecraft without the killing <laughs> where we just get like this endless <laughs> opportunity. What to, are those little, what are those little creatures yeah. that roam around that killed, that get you? Oh, in creepers. Creepers. Yeah. The creepers yeah. won't be there though. We know that. The creepers won't be there. No. <laughs> So I, I mean, I don't know, but I, whatever it is, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. I, so favorite verse on, um, heaven for me is John 14 in my father's house are many rooms. If not, I would have told you I'm going away to prepare a place for you. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I'm going to come back and get you to take you to be with me. Um, which is where people get. Uh, mansions, because that was an unfortunate KJV translation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there are many mansions, uh, which, man, that's probably spawned off into all kinds of prosperity gospel garbage. Um, but that's a bad translation. <laughs> it's it's a how it's a dwelling place. It's and it's more probably a dwelling place in God. Um, but do you have uh, just thoughts on that verse? Um, and then also your what's your, what's a favorite verse for you as you try to put words from scripture around heaven and new creation. <laughs> uh, that one is always I dirty little secret. I don't, I never really got into that verse. Hmm. And I think what, why is because when I became a Christian, I listened to audio adrenaline. Okay. And I hate it. And I didn't like big, that song. Big house yes! with lots it's and so, lots of rooms and a big, so big yard where we can play football. <laughs> like yeah. my brain just went, yeah. <laughs> so 
Yeah, like, it's cheese ball. That's cheese ball, man. Yeah, sorry. Um, for those of you who like that, you can like that. Because um, <laughs> you want to go, is it though? Is it really? Is it right. a big, big house? <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm good with that, you know, like, but it, I, I'm with you. It's not so much like, man, I'm going to have a mansion. And mm. then like the, I, I don't know if I heard this too, where it was just like the size of your house. I remember being taught this once, like mm-hmm. the size of your stuff, mansion yeah. is built, is based upon what you do here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, if heaven is about the size of my house, then Jesus is lacking. Yeah. <laughs> but that, but as caveat to that, I, I feel like I've been convinced over the last, that there are degrees of reward and punishment. Yes. And so that's different. That also may be where somebody is kind of conflated or, or messed up the idea of what that reward would look like and maybe a bad thought about mansions. But yeah, I'm with you. Like it's not, we don't believe in a prosperity gospel thing where it's like, man, if I do really well, God's going to bless me. He's going to bless me and do great things. Yeah. I I think the rewards and crowns and whatever, and all that that type of stuff, storing up treasures in heaven is not about square footage. Yeah. (laughs) I just think that's like the wrong, wrong thought there. But um, my favorite verse is probably a little bit more, like off the beaten trail when it comes to okay. it, it's it's Psalm sixteen eleven. Um, that verse it says this: "You reveal the path of life to me," hmm. and it's it's this part, the second part of the psalm that that I I think about. In your presence is abundant joy; at your right hand are eternal pleasures. Hmm. You know, so I'm just like the reason why I love it is because like I don't know if you ever experienced this, but when you start to go heaven's got to be more than just singing and just staring at Jesus. Right. And then, and it's got to be all these other things. What I felt people would say to me was going like, is Jesus not enough? You know? Yeah. And you're you're like, thanks a lot for engaging me in conversation. (laughs) Yeah. And and you're like, well, thanks. Yeah. Way to throw down that ACE card there. But like, Mm -hmm. yes, he is. But like, why do we want these things to be present? Like, yeah. isn't he a God who loves a good, good, give good gifts to his children, mm-hmm. like eternal pleasures? Yeah. Like, like, man. So that's where I'm like, okay, heaven is far more than anything we can even imagine, you know, yeah. and, and he is the center of it all. Like he is the centerpiece. And yet Jesus, uh, without doubt, wants us to go, look at that. Enjoy that. Yeah. You know, let's Lewis, do that together. Lewis and others would uh, say that it to be in heaven is is the completeness of being with God, but also of finally being fully human. Mm. That we yeah. are we are completely ourselves now because we're with him, we're joined with him. Um I, and you know, we we go to our current lived experience which we have to, I mean, that's, we're human beings, we live here. And so God could have made every food taste exactly the same. And it just be kind of the way cows are. It's like, Hey, grass, great. It works, you know, but Mm -hmm. he didn't, he created just variety. And, you know, we're all like, I mean, I'm totally about those shows that are, you know, (laughs) chefs competing and, how are they doing that? And then you look up the recipe online, you try to make it and you're like, Oh my goodness, this is insane. Or really good barbecue or something. Like yeah. it's, God has made us that way that that's part. And we see it in Jesus in his resurrected body. 
these are some of the things I was thinking about when it came to, because if we're going to have glorified resurrected bodies, we're going to, he is the first fruit. He's the first born from the dead. And so he had a real physical body. It also had supernatural properties. Um, they talk about the fact that he could just show up in a room. Um, we don't know if that means he passed through physical material, but either way, he was somehow traveling uh, at high speed because <laughs> he could be in Jerusalem and in Capernaum within yeah, the road to Emmaus. Yeah, less time than it took. Um, we know that he had scars. We've discussed this. Um, yep. you, you mentioned that you asked that question, in one of our podcasts, yep. we, he did, and they're glorified scars, but they're there and they're a memory. And we also know that he said, Hey, do you have any food? I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. I, I, that is the most, one of the most fascinating verses of scripture to me when Jesus said, I'm hungry. And then they gave him fish and they watched him eat. I think that's mm -hmm. the, one of the funniest moments ever. Like Jesus just kind of gobbling down a fish. Yeah. After, you know, man, I'm famished. I've really been through fasted it. for three days. What do you think? <laughs> I, yeah, I've been through it. I, I uh, died and rose again and I've been down to the depths <clears throat> and the, the spiritual dark places to get the keys to death and hell. And man, I'm hungry. Anybody got any fish? Um, so that, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but that has to inform what it's going to be like for us. Yeah. And just the, the fact that also it's not some way up their place. Maybe it, it's, you know, I, I am coming more to this place of an alternate reality and dimension that is eventually joined with this reality because we know heaven comes down and changes. But yeah, I am fully convinced. Great food, great conversation, music, art, relationships in a way that we've never experienced before. Like you said, yeah. we're fully ourselves. We're fully realized. We're not ashamed. No possibility for sin, no possibility for death. Yeah. And ruling and reigning. What are we going to rule and reign? There's got to be something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there has to be something to do. That's goes to you think about talking about expanding yeah. the garden. Which is so hard for us to to make that connection because we look at work and the only only way we look at work is through the lens of the curse. You yeah. know, it's like, I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta chase the paycheck, do the bills, da, 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 da. But it's just like, there's again, like those rumors inside of us. Like when we, I, I don't know if you ever experienced this, like the room behind you, you know, or like any of like your construction projects or carpentry projects mm -hmm. when you finish it. And if you can like tolerate your imperfections in little spots, yeah. there's this sense of like deep pleasure mm -hmm. in a, in, in, in that, like in there making, is yeah. beautiful purpose in work. We were created that way. So it's like, yeah, there has to be something that the Lord has for us that is far surpassing how right. we see it. And if we are to be like him, I wonder at to what extent we will have the pleasure of doing the things that he can do in his resurrected body as, you know, if we are glorified beings, we're something new and yet also something recognizable. Um, we know that also from scripture. He mm -hmm. says, um, he actually was the, when he was talking about marriage, but he said, you know, I am not the God of the dead. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob who are alive, <laughs> by the way, even mm -hmm. though they had passed hundreds, he's like, I'm the God of resurrection. And so we're going to recognize people. 
We're going to know mm-hmm. people. Like that's that has scriptural backing that even yep. Saul, King Saul in his, you know, stupid move to conjure up Samuel and Samuel comes back and he's like, why did you break me from this? Which everybody's like, wait a minute. Wasn't Samuel a good guy? Yeah. Like he kind of, he comes back as this ghost. And so it's, it's great to think about though. We're not dissolved into some corporate heavenly body that doesn't resemble anything. Um, yeah. What excites you about heaven? The story that just popped in my head. Okay. I don't then know if tell you that story. My brain just went, oh, it's, it's, it's Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Hmm. Like that is Lazarus my died favorite. again though. I, I, yes. Like <laughs> I always, okay. So it wasn't a good like, one. It didn't take, it didn't take that resurrection. Didn't take. No, I'm no. I like, I gotta imagine like <laughs> my brain just like, totally places up. I'm like, if I was Lazarus and, and, and if I was in heaven or the in-between place or whatever it is in paradise mm. and you're like able to see what's happening, like I can imagine Lazarus would be like, Jesus, don't. No. Can you imagine how horrible that would be to be Lazarus mm-hmm. in that moment? Because <laughs> he's, because he, right. You're, you're, you're speaking to the fact that he was in the in-between, which according to Jesus' own words to the thief on the cross, is paradise. Uh, And the word for paradise is actually garden. And so there's a nice little tag to the Garden of Eden and also the Garden in Revelation. He's in a really great place. Um, But yeah, Lazarus was like, oh, man. Dude, (laughs) We got to go back. We got to go back. Yeah, there's just so much in this this story that I love, but it's like the parts – that I find fascinating is like how Jesus equates it to sleep, you know, mm-hmm. at that level. But uh, when he saw them crying, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. And, and, and so it's like the phrasing in there, which I always loved is like the emotion was almost like he, he snorted in anger. Mm-hmm. Like when he confronted death, there was this, yeah, just this, anger inside of him mm-hmm. like this is not right not okay. you know like yeah and and then like in in that whole thing you know where have you put him come and see he wept and just that emotion that jesus had in there is always this like why did he weep you know like I, like there's got to be some parts to that where like weeping over sin and brokenness i think he's weeping over seeing the hurt that death has caused his close, yeah. close friends. I'm also convinced that he's weeping because he knows he has to bring Lazarus back from paradise hmm. to, 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 I'm glad that he fell asleep for your sake, right? Like here's, I'm using this for your sake, you know, the, the disciples. And so I'm like, I, all of that emotion, like right there, but it's the, 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 the guttural emotion that he has when he confronts death and yeah. how then like I immediately match that up with John 17. Then when he says, father, I want those you have given me to be with me. Mm-hmm. Like, like just this beautiful, I want to be with them. Yeah. You know, and to and have what we had before the foundation of the world. Oh my goodness. Like, I, I like it, all of these things start to like weave for me. So like even in uh, Matthew 25, the parable of the talents, and like mm-hmm. when he said, well done, good and faithful servant, the, the reward was 
share in your master's joy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, ah, yeah. man, I want to, you know? So, yeah. Anyway. yeah. Well, and I, I get excited about the experience of that joy um, and being, I, I, I'll just be honest, at a real basic level, just a face-to-face uh, conversation and I know we can do that in prayer. I know we can do that in the word, but a face to face, like, like you and I hanging out, um, with Jesus is, is so, I desire that so much. I desire mm-hmm. that so much. Like I know all the other stuff is going to be amazing, but just like that first hug and mm-hmm. to hear the words, well done, well done. Like that, I long for that, like that. I really desire to, to be just sitting with him. It, you just said something that made me actually think about how, like, I, I I think nowadays, because I'm starting to be more and more aware of my own brokenness, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's like, and because of my own personal journey or how I've always wanted, like, a father figure to say, I'm proud of you, mm-hmm. you know, that, that well done. And so what I would always kind of just chase that. Yeah. On, on earth and, and like it and so i found myself in this season going what is really at the core of that and and also like it just hit me it's like all i want to hear the first thing i want to hear from jesus is my name hmm. like because i just feel like i'm seen you know what i mean like i'm yeah. known i'm good like because if like i started even thinking it's like man if i because i start to feel this like unhealthy motivation or guilt like well done good faith sir i better get my crap together and get things moving you know like like i just want to i like i'm good even if i'm Mm -hmm. all one talent dude and like it wasn't a lot and i did something with it yeah i just want to be known like i I can't wait for that feeling to be fully known just by my name like kind of like mary or martha i can't remember which one it was yeah in the garden martha or Mm -hmm. mary or it was Mary. It was Mary. In the Mary. <laughs> it starts with an M. There's yeah. an A. Maybe maybe Martha R. was hiding out hiding out in the bushes. Yeah. So maybe he was. And she's kind of like, dang, my number is not called yet. No. <laughs> yeah. But like that, that, I, like yes. that's what I want so bad. Just yeah. my name. That's it. Yeah. To it, there is uh, going back to the idea that the things that we experience here that deeply move us. So when somebody knows you truly here and says something um, about you, whether it's, it's an encouraging word, which is why I think, honestly, like we'd mentioned a little before, but prophecy and words of knowledge and things like that, when God gives specific things in prayer or out loud to people that you can speak to them, and it, it does feel like they are reaching to the core of who you really are. Yeah. And it, and, and, you know, you ever had that where it's like, you start saying something to somebody or you witness something and and the tears just flow immediately. Mm-hmm. It's like all defenses are broken and yeah. somebody saying something very simple about, I see this in you. I see this and I understand who you are and I see how God's made you and people just cry. And I think that is a taste. Like there's a glimpse mm-hmm. there in what you're saying about being fully known of having God, you know, this is it. This is what you were made for. Um, yep. Man. One question about living stones and the city. Um, so if if we know that that meta that is a metaphor, 
um, that we're not actually going to be a part of a wall. Um, and that <laughs> you saying literally, we're not like a stone. We're not a real stone that's stuck in a wall in heaven and is like, I'm just happy to be here. I know I'm up here stuck in that Blinking wall. eyes. Yeah. Oh, I'm behind a tree. Why can't I see? I'm in this, you know. Yeah. So we know it's not that. Even though, like, if you want to go straight up literal, like, if you're one of those that, like, literality and I ha- it has to be exactly what it says in Revelation, you're going to be disappointed with a lot of things because it doesn't work. But what does that mean? That we're, you know, if if we are the bride coming down out of heaven, we're a part of the the city, and because those those images, you can get lost real fast in them. Yes, they're they're yes. not. Sometimes they're exciting, but then you're like, okay, I I kind of get it now. There's a river, and there's this going down. It's so. What do we do with some of that imagery as we think about um, a river, you know, that is flowing into the world and creating life wherever it goes and the trees are always in season and there's always fruit on them. And like, how, how do we think about those things? I, I, okay. So my brain immediately goes the same way, how we try to explain the deep, like if you ever like experience like deep love, Mm -hmm. you, you know, you can't, you can't define it. It's like, it's like, you know, it when you have it, you know, you don't want to lose it. And then you use different metaphors of trying to explain it or express it. You sing it, you write it, you read it, you watch it. And you, so it's like multiple angles of trying to explain something that is truly unexplainable. So like, I mean, that's revelation in a nutshell, right? Like how many times did John have to say, it's like, Mm-hmm. It's like I I don't know yeah. how else to describe it. Never seen it before. It's like this, and so it's like I think there's parts of those images that are to help yeah. us get a taste of to go. Oh, right. I can connect that to this, you know, because yeah. we we know what it's like in this world to not have fruit in every season, you mm-hmm. know, like to be like oh this to have sucks. The dry this season. is yeah hard. yeah Wilderness. you know. So when you say that, you're like oh my goodness. That feeling when things are feeling great times infinity, First Corinthians 2, 9, you know, mm-hmm. what no eye has seen, no ear has yeah. heard. So pause. Well, we yeah. haven't seen it. We haven't heard it. So he's, God in his grace is saying, let me give you an idea mm-hmm. that will land, you know? And that's where I'm like, good. I'm really actually grateful that he's only yeah. given us metaphors and symbols because me and they myself, our words aren't enough. Yeah. If I knew what I was getting for Christmas ahead of time, yeah, I'd probably be like, I don't really want that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And like, would we do that with, with heaven? You know? Yeah. But I don't know. How about I, you? Yeah. I think you're right. Like there's, there's enough, even with, we, we were talking about Lazarus going to that in between people that have near death experiences. And that's a fascinating topic to jump into on YouTube. Yeah. There's like everybody and their brothers had something, but there's one common theme. Most of them don't like that. They have to come back. They don't yeah. like that. They have to. And so I think uh, that was even helpful. Just like the thinking about the trees always having fruit. You're never hungry. You're never in a dry time. You're never in a wilderness. But also the living stones to me is it's like, this is a place I want to be. 
Yeah. I want to be in this. This city is protected. It's alive. It's hope filled. It has the people that I love. It has the God who made me. I'm with him. Like it's, yeah, it's, it, it's an English slash Greek, Hebrew, all the languages through the time, but it, it's the best that in that time the spirit would give as far as the language to help them understand and to hopefully help us understand. Um, yeah. And yeah, our, the, the importance of I was of just going to say our incessant conjected. need, our incessant need to uh, be certain and to boil things down as Westerners is really not helpful no, in this kind always. of Mm-mm. thinking. It, it, it just, it will mess with the beauty and the joy of watching a sunset and being brought to tears once again, because there's something about it that lets you know, like, whoa, yeah, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah. All right, so let's finish with, and I'll go first so you have a chance um, to think um, of just kind of, here's my, if I'm going to give a snapshot, I've got a 30-second elevator pitch to somebody of what I think heaven and new creation is going to be like. Here it is. And so here's mine. It's home with Jesus. Um, it's fully realized humanity, what we were made for, who we were made for. It's the very best of all that God has given us here times a million and beyond what our words can describe. It is moving into who he wants us to be, what we're partnered to do with him and to, I mean, I honestly, I think my youth pastor used to say, he's like, I'm going to play some golf in heaven. I was like, what? (laughs) He's like, they're going to be killer golf courses in heaven. I was like, how can you say that? He's like, because I enjoy it so much here. And I just enjoy the Lord's creation. And I think he's just awesome. And he was the one that used to like, we'd get a bunch of our high school friends and take us out to play golf. And we would step up to a green to putt and he'd go, hey, you guys want a drink? We're like, yeah. And he'd open up his New Testament. (laughs) He's that kind of guy. But it was also, he was serious. He absolutely was serious that he thinks, this is a beautiful creation that mm-hmm. it's un, almost untouched and it's manicured and it's beautiful. And I think there's going to be places like that. And so, um, that's my, that's my snapshot. Yours. Yeah. Um, wow. It, that's, it, this is going to be incomplete, but it's what I, gave I got you time. Me. I gave you, time. I know. And I was trying to listen to you. <laughs> so I'm not a rude friend. Oh, sure. Um, you were totally thinking about it. The whole I time. had some, but then I stopped. I said, I need to, I need to pay attention uh, in <laughs> case he asks a question. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the best I have is being at a place, you're going to laugh, being at a place like Terry Blacks. Okay. And I just For those see, who live in Minnesota and do not know, what is Terry Blacks? It's, it's literally an echo of heaven. Um, <laughs> that it's, a, it's one, it's one of my favorite meat. barbecue joints <laughs> okay. Okay. that that's there. It is just amazing. There um, you go. If you ever want to visit me, I'll ruin barbecue for you forever. If you were to go back north. <laughs> there um, you go. So you're like, like a place like that. And there's in, in, in around the table are just your best friends and even like mm-hmm. guests and visitors. And there's no pretense. There's no jockeying for which seats you're at. It's just pure enjoyment. And, and then I see Jesus coming out, serving us with this Mm -hmm. anticipation saying, man, I can't wait for you to try this. 
and yeah. just kind of like plops it down and we enjoy and eat and laugh and he'll sit and kind of like sometimes like a, a chef will come out and hang out around the table just to banter mm-hmm. with the people like i i see that it's just like this long feast that's yeah. there but it's and it's like the food is just kind of the transitions between deeper conversations with people with each other and laughter and storytelling and crying and and -hmm. just like moments of staring around the table with a silly grin because you can't believe how great this is you know and it's just this beautiful sense of um being known like everybody Mm -hmm. is just fully human in that moment and jesus is serving giving helping us to experience enjoy all that he has so it's like, which is biblical because he, man, he loves to serve. And yes. And so not to say that it. he's going to be my servant, but it's just like, I see him kind of going, I can't wait for you to try this. Yeah. Like, man, this one, I've been waiting to serve this. In fact, mm-hmm. I've been smoking it for eternity past and now it's ready. <laughs> I see an unfinished people t-shirt. I went to Terry Black's and I ended up in heaven. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think that's a good spot. Um, We have one more episode in this series, but uh, this has been Unfinished People, episode 11 on heaven. And we're going to do one more, um, just talking about the so what of this whole thing of eternity, heaven, hell. Um, But I I do want to just pitch it again, and I heard somebody this week actually with a question. It was a good one. But what would you guys like for us to talk about? Um, we've surpassed 10 episodes, which I think five is the average podcast and then it dies. So, Hey, we made it to 10. This is 11. So we would love, we've got some ideas, but we would love to hear what you'd want to talk about. Yeah. Um, Or maybe even (laughs) go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, or maybe not even a topic, but maybe something you want to know about us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how we, how we process something and go through something and, because the guarantee is we will process it in a very unfinished way. And we're not afraid to say we don't know. Um, but we also, you know, we're going to hold to the fact that Jesus is our default. We're going to keep running back to him. So uh, you can send us uh, any questions on any of our social media platforms. But uh, people unfinished at Gmail is another one. But I'm Chad and I've been with Brandon and this is Unfinished People. Thanks for joining Thanks. us. See you next time.